Dr. Michelle McGowan. And Dr. Tim Henney. And we're two pods. And a microphone. All right. So this week's podcast is going to be pretty uh, quick. Week seven. Yay. Week seven. I am rocking two and four. How are you doing, Dr. McGowan? I am two and four as well. Feeling pretty good. I crushed my 10-year-old daughter last week in how, fantasy football. And how she feel about that? She hates me. It happens. That's okay, though. That means you're a good parent. Yes. Well, this week's podcast is entitled... Injuries below the knee are not that big of a deal, right? Wrong. Wrong. Actually, we, it's actually kind of ironic because what I looked at was um, all of the injuries in the NFL in 2013. You've probably seen it. It's a neat, it's a neat little infographic that shows all the different injuries. You've got this football player standing there, but different parts of the body that are affected in football. They're most affected or injured And in it's football. never the foot or ankle, right? It's never a foot problem because we do this because we're just bored. There were 1,300 different in, different types of injuries to NFL players that were reported last year. Gotcha. In 2013. Of those 1,300, it's something like 206 of the injuries were in the ankle. So, there, were, well, 329 of the injuries were below the knee. Foot, ankle, or leg. Foot, ankle, or leg. But of the 329 injuries... 206 were in the ankle. So I kind of was like, well, that's a pretty big percentage of all the different. I mean, if you're talking 1,300 different injuries. That's why we're doing this. That makes sense to me. Now. Yes. So, and, and the the below the knee, the ankle and foot are only second to knee injuries. Knee injuries takes the biggest percentage of injuries in the NFL. As of last year's statistics, it was like 20% of the injuries were yeah, knee, um I was surprised knee. by your infographic. It was like. One or two more knee injuries than foot or ankle injuries. So they're both by far. If you put the two together, it's like 60% of the injuries of the whole NFL. Well, ankle makes up 15.3%. And then, you know, if you add in all the other injuries, it's 22%. Yeah, it's huge. So it's it's pretty big. So we figured we would go over, for your sake, if you have a fantasy football team, there's just, this is really quick, down and dirty. You can look at our um, blog as well. We've... It's in two or three sentences. This is why you should or should not play this player. So yeah, depending so on what their foot or ankle uh, problem this is. This is a great. We should do this for every podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> so we're, we're going to do that. But ironically, one of the reasons we thought of this topic was because there weren't that many foot and ankle injuries yeah, there wasn't too this, much going on this past week. week. We tried doing this podcast and it got boring quick. Yeah. We had to, we had to regroup after we <laughs> the first time trying to do the podcast. And that's why we're a little late today. Yes. But um, I think we'll go over the injuries of the foot and ankle people in the NFL. Yeah, let's do that. Then we can make a decision if we're starting people or not after. All right. So who do you have first on your list? First on my list is Andre Johnson with his undisclosed ankle injury. Uh, he's probable for Monday night's game. Only bright thing about Monday nights, you know, you don't, you can't supplement the last minute unless you have a, one or two other people on the team. So I'm, if I had him, I'd start him. Yes. And if you look at our blog or listen to the rest of this podcast, it will also agree with you. Next, I have Andre Ellington. He's got that perineal longest injury in the bottom of his foot. But he keeps playing, he, right? He's got the same status every week, and he's going to have it all season long. Let him go. Uh, yes. He, unless, he's, unless he's not practicing or they say it gets worse, I'd play him every single week. Ooh, my guy. Your next, your next is your buddy, Derek I have Carr. A Derek Carr. Derek Carr is uh, listed probable with a knee and ankle. He had a high ankle sprain and knee injury. Yeah, but the reason he's kind of my guy is I dropped whoever my other backup quarterback was and I just took him this Derek Carr dude and um I don't know I'm having a hard time because some people may laugh because this guy's not owned in large percentages across the leagues is what I saw yeah what happens the quarterbacks are there very good every single week they're owned but guys like Derek Carr 
depending on who they play, they or can be very league, well. Yeah, exactly. You got to pick somebody up. Well, this is my dilemma right now is that Cam Newton, you know, with our, we're doing Yahoo fantasy football. League, Correct. Right. And so right now, Cam Newton, which I know these points don't mean anything, but I look at it because that's just how I am. The Yahoo stats. The Yahoo <laughs> stats. And Cam Newton's expected fan points versus Derek. Derek Carr's expected to get like 20 more fan points. But then the dude's probable, and then I just don't know. What would you do if you were me? I would start Derek Carr because Derek Carr is playing the um, Arizona Cardinals, who typically have a good off defense. But this year, they're giving up like they're number, number one, two, or three in passing touchdowns and stuff oh, like that. I think that. they're number one in giving up. Oh, yeah, because I, I had one of my guys playing them last week. They're like two. So they got even worse since last week. So I'd play Derek Carr and just roll the dice. All up. right, so Derek <laughs> Carr, I think I'm going to start Derek Carr. Next is uh, Toby Gerhardt, which we've been talking about him for the past, like, three weeks now, right? Yeah, he has that undisclosed foot injury. We gave him Liz Franks, if I remember right. I think we gave him Liz Franks for a stress fracture. but both We're of just those guessing. Are We're not his. his doctors. Yeah, no. I'm sure he has... Doctors that make a lot more money than us. <laughs> I was wondering about that. I wonder if team doctors make a lot more money. I would I assume it. no. I bet they have to pay to be the team doctor for the advertising. <laughs> and that's how that world works. It would, it would if you don't know people, if you ever see doctors on TV doing segments on like the local news, they're most likely paying to be on the local news. Well, I always think it's funny that uh, like the most frustrating patients we I did have before. are these elite <laughs> athletes. We see some Olympic people, and all they want to do is keep doing what they're doing, and they won't rest. So it's got to be a tough population to uh, to treat. I, just, I don't assume oh, there's no. any financial benefit to the doctor seeing these people, other I agree. than recognition. We do we do treat a lot of those Olympic hopefuls and and people that actually have gone into the and, and competed in the Olympics, but. Yeah, after a while, after treating those people, you literally be like, you know what? You might need a better doctor than me. Just because you're sick of telling <laughs> exactly. them the same thing and they're not listening. If you keep running on it, it's going to get worse. <laughs> so, yeah. But did he play last week? Uh, Toby, no. He hasn't played like three, four weeks. Yeah, so I, I bet he has Liz Franks. All right. Anyway, next person. Next is your boyfriend, Megatron. Megatron, not a go-bot. No, no go-bots. <laughs> you know him as Kelvin Johnson. Um. He was questionable as of last night when we looked at it. I was listening to the radio on the way back from the hospital this morning, and they said he's act he's inactive uh, versus the Saints. Actually, when I was re- listening to the radio, it said he was active, and as the ESPN ticker went by, it just said he's inactive. So uh, we have conflicting reports. Last I saw on TV, he is inactive. So get him off your list if you're going to. Man, we should watch this more often while we're podcasting. That's what I said <laughs> at the beginning. You put this on. You don't, that, way you're, that way you're more accurate if you wait to right before the game. All right. <laughs> so who do you have next? Foot and ankle. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. He has a ankle issue undisclosed. I'd play him. If he's your quarterback, you got to go. It's by weeks. You got to fill in with whatever you got to do. Then Zach Stacy. Yeah, Zach Stacy's running back for uh, the Rams. Um, he's listed as probable with another unknown ankle injury. They are uh, playing Seattle, so I'd be more concerned with the defense and his injury. But if he's your only option, I guess you got to go with what you go. But personally, just because the Seattle's defense, I'd look for somebody else. Next is Greg Olson. Uh, he has had an ankle injury for the last two weeks. He was probable last week. He, had a, uh, he actually had a pretty good game. I think he only had a couple of catches, but he did get a touchdown. And this week, uh, he's probable. If he's your tight end, you're going to play him. He's top 10 tight end. You, I highly doubt if you got a backup better than him on your team. And then... Uh, no more in then. Michelle's favorite player. A.J. Green. Why do you love A.J. Green? I love him because I can't drop him, so i got to love him. It's like 
having children. You can't get rid of them. <laughs> Correct. If you don't know what she's talking about, some leagues, uh, they have what's called a do not drop list, which means if, when, if you have one of these elite players, you can't drop them. It kind of keeps people from cheating, dropping them so one of their buddies can pick them up and stuff like that. So unless they're on IR or season-ending injury, you can't drop them. So the problem with your guy is they won't commit to dropping him, so you get to keep him. Yeah, AJ Green, I gave him like turf toe three weeks ago. There was something wrong with his foot, and I thought, ah, you know, I immediately, when they said his toe, it was like they leaked too much information when they said toe, because that's like... And if she said foot, then you went to curse them. Yeah, <laughs> but um, he has turf toe, and it, that's just a terrible injury, and we'll talk about it during our podcast, but yeah, AJ Green, he's not playing, right? He's out for today. Yeah, I think he's, he's sitting, they're sitting him. So, what we did is, um, if you go to our blog at centerankelefootcare.com and just click on the picture of our children's feet. <laughs> it says uh, podcasts. There's also a little thing on the side. What we did was we put together some nice pictures, but some nice information. First, we're going to start with plantar fasciitis. I always think back to um, injuries like uh, Michael Crabtree. Yes. You know, they say he has plantar fasciitis. If you don't know what plantar fasciitis is, you think, oh my God, can I catch it? And should I not play him? <laughs> you can catch it, but it's not directly. Yes. Hurt yourself, you might get it, but he could probably play. Unless they're not practicing all week and they're like in boot. Even then, you still may play on Sundays. That's one of those wait to the last minute before you sit those yeah, guys. Yeah, honestly, I would always lean towards if the person's a rock star player, play them. Because if they just newly diagnosed plantar fasciitis, they're just going to stretch all week, ice, maybe even give him a shot in his heel. The guy's going to play. Yeah, they'll probably so, sit him, give him a little rest who isn't aggravated during the if week. If you hear the term plantar fasciitis and you think I shouldn't play my guy, you're wrong. Play him. Yeah, I think start first by far. Now, next, somewhat related, but in a different location, is Achilles tendonitis. So I kind of broke it down between Achilles tendonitis and Achilles tendon rupture. If your guy has Achilles tendonitis, it's kind of like the mean cousin of plantar fasciitis. It's really caused by some of the same situation. The calf muscle's tight, the Achilles get tight, these guys aren't stretched out enough, they run, it kind of gets strained, sometimes tears. But if, if these guys are getting some good physical therapy during the week and stretching and it's a new injury... I say play them because they'll probably be okay. But if it's something where they didn't practice on Wednesday and then they're hobbling out there on Thursday, sit them. It's not a it's not a season-ending injury if you have some Achilles tendonitis. But if your player is a really good player, you don't want to drop them. You just want to sit them for the week, see what happens the next week. Yeah, I find it's interesting. It's actually rarely on the injury report because as people go in, they, they either have no problem or an Achilles tendon rupture. So if they have Achilles tendonitis, that just means they're aware of it. I do the same thing you said with plantar fasciitis. Got to keep an eye on it. Watch before the game. Make sure your guy's out there practicing. If he's not on the field warming up, then switch him up. But I plan to play him, but definitely. Yeah. Well, I say I'd sit him unless, unless it was just newly diagnosed. If, if, Agreed. If they're, if they're not practicing during the if week. If they're not practicing. If they're not practicing, it. don't sit him. Like plantar fasciitis, if they're not practicing during they're the week. They're resting it. They're, they're going to play. Yeah, because they don't want to rupture the big problem. They rupture it, their season's over. But we'll right. get there. <laughs> Achilles tendon rupture. That's a nice segue. Um, basically, I said this is something that usually happens if Achilles tendonitis is not addressed properly. You know, the guy is continues to play on something that's strained, and eventually, bam. you got to admit, these are 300-plus pound guys trying to propulse off of this little you know, tendon. It's a big tendon, biggest tendon in your body, but still, when you're 300 pounds, that doesn't matter. And what I said was, you know, this this is really a season-ending injury. If they have an Achilles tendon rupture, it's season-ending. Now, if they have that rupture early in the season, then they and their team winds up, by the grace of God, making it to the Super Bowl, 
They might be able to play in the Super Bowl, but, but what they I said was the Super Bowl. They're not going to need them. They made it to the Super Bowl without <laughs> exactly. the guy. They're probably not going to need to play him. Play him anyway. Completely agree. It's not career ending, so it shouldn't affect your draft picks next year, especially you know. But for the end of the year, if you can drop the guy and there's Achilles tendon rupture, any of those phrases, <laughs> just drop them. Now, with that, I will kind of disagree with you a little bit. It's not a career-ending injury, depending on who you are. If you're one of the elite athletes... Oh, I thought you were, in your, I thought you were saying you wouldn't drop them. No, no, I definitely drop you them. You drop them. Oh, okay. I meant for the career-ending part. If Which you're depends elite, where you are in your career, too, I that's think. That's exactly right. Yeah, well, I agree with that. If you're, if you're an elite athlete and you're young, I find you go from elite to average. You can still play. But that's if, what happened to me. But if you're an average <laughs> NFL athlete, when you're, it never comes back normal. It kind of puts you down that you may not get to play again, not because you can't ever play, because nobody wants you. It kind of bumps you down from elite to good, from good to a little less than good. Most of the time, they never quite back him the same. At the same time, if you're a 35-year-old wide receiver, your career is over. So drop. by the time you recuperate, you're never coming back. So down and dirty. Achilles tendon rupture. Drop. Done. Worry about it next year. And then... Keep keep an eye on it for next year. Ankle sprains. I think that's like the ever-elusive ankle sprain diagnosis. You know, you don't know ankle sprain, ankle strain. I love the, the verbiage that's used when they come out and tell you. It's the same thing. Yeah. But, and then we, like we said before, a million times in each podcast, we understand why. So if, if they say Jamal Charles has an ankle sprain or high ankle sprain, you don't know quite what that means. But I think the issue with ankle, if they just say ankle sprain, it could be absolutely nothing. It could be horrible you never quite know unless it says ankle sprain they're practicing mri negative then i'm gonna play them but whenever it says high ankle sprain i'm planning on it eh, let me wait and see what happens because that high is a little worse than a regular i'm ankle not even sprain. I'm, I'm keeping it very simple i'm not even breaking it down and if the guy is if they use the term ankle sprain this is my rule of thumb i think they say ankle sprain and he doesn't practice don't get rid of him don't drop him just yet sit him play somebody else especially if you have a a deep bench that you shouldn't even like worry about it but the thing with the ankle sprain is most of these guys they live with pain daily there's so much pain so for them not to use a similar phrase but They'll probably K-tape the holy heck out of that thing. And they could go several, several weeks on an ankle sprain and still play phenomenal. Yeah, that's like the Brandon Marshall effect from like three, four weeks ago. Everybody, he had a bad ankle sprain. He was questionable, wasn't even going to start. Up until the game before, they said he wasn't, he was inactive. They started him an hour before. The guy caught four passes. So they didn't use him at all. Four, three of those were touchdowns. So they can get down to the goal line and still chuck him the ball. So you never quite know. Yeah, I mean, I put... Sit them if they don't practice. Play them otherwise. Because if it's a phenomenal player and they're a rock star, they're going to play. They're just going to have a lot of tape and a lot of pain and a lot of ice and a lot of non-steroidal anti-inflammatories after. Yeah, I'm going to go with a little stealing from the TV show The League. Height, if it's an elite wide receiver who's nice and tall, I'm a little more likely to play him because all he's got to do is jump over a 5'9", cornerback and then touch on get one. He doesn't have to run down and do anything. So they're still an end zone threat. So if they're tall... And really good, I'll do it. But if they're one of those little speed guys with an ankle sprain, I'm a little less likely to start them. Okay, fair enough. And then I threw this in here, though. This is not a super common injury. Like, you know, we're talking about plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendonitis, Achilles tendon rupture, ankle sprains. Those are things that happen every weekend in the NFL, right? Yes. But ankle dislocations, I threw this in for our buddy. For fun, RG3. RG3. Because the reality is, if you have a true ankle dislocation, you are not walking back on that field the rest of that season. And if you are, you have really terrible doctors around you. So, I, you know, it's a kind of a debate right now because I guess, you know, he was on the field this week. 
But what I read was, you know, when he was at practice, all he did was like he walked around. He, he like he slapped some high knees, you know, all that good football stuff. I don't know about what you boys do when you're <laughs> together in the locker room, but yeah. So, but I think he like pitched a couple balls to people and stuff. And I think it's all for appearances. I mean, I don't know, and I'm not trying to slander the guy in any way, but I, I think that that's an injury that is does not necessarily have to be career ending just like the Achilles tendon rupture depending where you are in your career Correct. depending if you have a backup quarterback that's pretty good and if your team picks up another quarterback just in case <laughs> and the way Cousins is playing uh, he'll probably get this nod back in probably next year I don't think he'll make it back in this year I'd be very surprised if he plays anything yeah anymore. but the reality is is that with these injuries all of them they all have a certain amount of time which you have to convalesce it correctly and you know what if you don't convalesce it correctly that, that's going to happen again correct it is going to happen again. So I am curious to see what happens with RG3 over the next couple of weeks. Um, and I'd love to see what his ankle looks like. Should we have a bet? Sure. Do you think he's going to play in a game? Not start. Do you think he'll play in a game this season? We're in week seven. So he's got seven or eight weeks, depending if they had to buy it, to get back on the field. And it happened a long time ago. Think he'll get back on the field? I think he wants to get back on the field. I don't ah, think he will. That's not the question. I don't I think wanna, he will. I want an internet wager. But I believe he's the type of person just kind of looking at tweets because I tweet. And so does he. <laughs> um, like he's the kind of guy who is a he's a lot of like pride, and you know he wants to get back out there. And, and sometimes when you're like that, you can do amazing things. And God bless him. But no, I don't think he's going to play again. Not for the rest of the season. You don't think he'll be out there? I don't. You do, don't you? I think he'll get. I think. I think something will happen. They don't want to play the third guy, and he'll go out there for a couple snaps, but I don't think he'll be effective, and then he'll sit the rest of the year after that. I think he'll get out there sometime, but I don't think he's going to do anything. Well, I don't think that counts as playing. Unless okay. their team is going really well, then I know he's not going to This play. is my definition of playing, though. My definition is not going out there for appearances and handing a ball off twice to a running back. Oh, I agree. He's got to play a whole series. Right. But, yeah, if your player has a ankle dislocation, Drop them. Drop them. You agree. can drop them, drop them. Stress fractures. Uh, these are little bones that we run around on all day long, and if you use them too much, they kind of start to break on their right. own. Right. The, the metatarsals, I mean, we have a picture on our podcast um, blog page thing. and uh, Yes. <laughs> we do. And I have a picture of the metatarsals. What the metatarsals are are these tiny little twigs in our feet, basically. They're the little long bones. The bones right behind your toes. And we see... Each week, you know, maybe 15 people with stress fractures that either work at Disney, that are, you know, landscapers, that work in an office and sit all day. It does not take a whole lot. It's this little repetitive micro trauma. Like I tell people, if you take a twig and you bend it, it kind of splinters up. But if you let go, you can't see where it's splintered. Exactly. Now, imagine being 330 pounds and sprinting up 100 yards up and back for four hours. This probably happens more in the NFL, and it's unreported than it's reported, and mainly because you think about how many players there are in the NFL, how they take such a beating. And like we said, these guys live with a lot of pain. Oh, yeah, they're tough. They're they're injured after week one, if they're lucky. I mean, I see little old ladies who walk on stress fractures, and they have stress fractures that they're walking on for weeks before they even get into the office, you know? Yeah, they're not trying to catch footballs. <laughs> right. So, um, yes, I, I just think it's probably a little bit more common. I think that if you're a big guy and somebody does some padding in your shoe and stuff, you can make it through the season. But if you get wind that your player has a stress fracture, you should drop him. Yeah, well, depends I, on what it is. If it's the beginning of the year and he's an elite player, 
they can heal it up by the time the end of the season goes. Uh, you, but you know what? The, if you all had a top the points one you're going to miss out again, on, I think, because they're not going to play. If not, you had Peyton Manning week one, I'm holding on to him for the second half of the season. But Peyton Manning is a quarterback. That's different. I mean, what a, maybe position plays a big role. If they're a running back, if they're a wide receiver, I if they're even a tight end, I'm getting rid. Especially if they're tight end, I'm just getting rid of them. Seriously? You, yeah, I'm holding on to see if they heal up. Those people are irreplaceable. Just in case. I'll hide them on my bench. I don't plan to play them. I'll hold on to them for six to eight weeks and see what happens. Yeah, I'm an easy dropper. Yeah, you are. I drop people like yes. a bad habit. Oh, I don't drop my bad habits so easily. <laughs> that's a weird phrase, right? It is. Um, well, for me, you know, here's the situation. If you're going to have a – if you have a player who has a stress fracture, then um, the treatment for that is usually going in a walking cast for four to six weeks, giving the bone time to heal, no ground react force working on it. So in my opinion, I – I would drop them. Yeah, it depends on when, who they are and what it is in the season. Well, I think that I have no issue a lot with of it. stuff, too. Next on the list is... Uh, ankle fracture. Now, these can vary from, you know, you're in a goofy boot for six, four to six weeks to uh, your career is over, depending on the severity of the ankle fracture. If it's just a little fibular fracture with no displacement, uh, they may say, here's your boot for four to six weeks. They may say, oh, we'll, we'll a put lot a plate of these, on. Yeah, a lot of these do require open reduction internal fixation. So that, that's slapping a plate and screws on. Yeah, for them, they because they can get back to running quicker. Well, they can get back quicker. Correct. Exactly. Now, that's one of those situations. See, see like you and I, we're not going to have that ankle surgery for that non-displaced And this is fracture. what I think. If you have an elite player who's awesome and they have an ankle fracture and they get open reduction and internal fixation and it's week two they're playing again yeah i would hold on to them they're probably playing in six to eight weeks but the stress fracture just going back to that there's no it sucks like they well, have to be the in a boot well sometimes they'll even do that if it's early in the season they had a stress fracture in training camp they'll put a screw in it if it's a fit and that they'll put a plate across it and they'll treat it like a fracture and they'll protect it right i mean these people will do anything to get back on the field right well it's their livelihood and i get that if they have an ankle fracture and they are just you know somewhere in the middle i drop them because that's eight weeks for a lot of these players Absolutely. before they're gonna you play. could probably find somebody you know, of equal four skills to eight weeks and you you could probably i mean as far as like like you said if it's a quarterback and it's somebody like uh, peyton manning i'm keeping him on my bench i'm not exactly if he's a, if he's a top 10 person in his position i'll keep him if it's your own year otherwise i'll drop him you can yeah. get someone else to play yeah you gotta, you gotta, i think in that sense yeah drop him and like i said i'm an easy dropper Drop it like it's I hot. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> All right. So next, I put on the list is the Liz Frank's injury dislocation. Speaking of drop it like it's hot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, and this is I drew pictures on our uh, blog so you could see really what this is because you've probably heard this before. Like you, you, it's a, a term you can hear on um, any given weekend, any given Sunday about um, a player. And they're suspicious there might be a Liz Frank's injury. Well, you might be sitting there thinking, what is that? And a lot of times I think we downplay the foot stuff. And I'll talk about that a little bit later with AJ Green. But we downplay the foot stuff. And that's just a foot. It's not just a foot when you have to have 300 pounds per pulse off <laughs> Yeah, that's it. like it's saying your car just needs new tires. My tires are just flat. Well, you're not going on your road trip then. <laughs> right. But um, if you hear the term Liz Frank's, I don't care if it's a strain. I don't care if it's a fracture. I don't care if it's a dislocation. I drop my player. Even a little sprain, first game of the season? No, If yeah. the MRI's negative, I'd hold on to him for a couple of weeks, knowing full well they may not play the rest of the season. But if there's a broken bone, drop it like it's hot. Yeah, I'd probably drop him anyway. I, I'm very... I have no issue Only maybe because in the office I've seen the sequela, the aftermath of this. Correct. And people don't do well with Liz Franks. Especially and, when they hurry to get back. Yeah, and I mean, if you have a Liz Franks, that's another win where it's... If there's no fracture, no dislocation, you're still in a boot for at least six weeks for it to really convalesce correctly. And it, they're not gonna. Yeah, they're not gonna. <laughs> no, I and, agree. 
And I would keep a stress fracture over a Liz Franks. Completely agree. I'd rather have a stress fracture over Liz Franks. Yeah. But I, so Liz Franks for me, drop him. Okay. Last but not least, your favorite injury, because it's trying to ruin your oh. football season, is the... A.J. Green. It's the turf toe. So, so A.J. Green was my first pick in the draft. Which is a great pick if he didn't get hurt. I can't drop him. He's in a no-drop situation. Ugh, I cannot drop him. And so this is an injury where I think I feel bad for him because there's nothing like being this big, powerful guy, being a professional athlete, and your picture on U.S. Today Today, and it says, A.J. Green out with a toe. And like people probably think the guy it sounds like a wimpy injury but this is a terrible thing to have turf toe yeah i agree sucks there's no other way to describe as a patient it. and as a doctor it's horrible I hate it, it sucks because um, patients say the same thing it's a little sesamoid toe injury what's the big deal yeah well, get back to me six months from now my patients look at you and they're like how come i'm not better <coughs> well one i didn't do it to your toe is what i'm thinking <laughs> exactly and it's two, your fault not mine this is your whole entire body weight gets propulsed. That's the last part of your gait is that pushing you off into that propulsive gait is that toe. So if you have a strain, a little tear of the little ligaments or the capsular structure down there, you're going to suffer. And the problem is there's not some great surgical repair for this. So that's why we don't see him going to the operating room to get this fixed. There's nothing that works too good. Most likely if you went to the operating room. Make it worse. It would make it worse. <laughs> He'd turn out worse than he already is. Or at least longer. I mean, if, yeah. if the season's over, you can go in and fix it. But once you get in there and start cutting it, your season's done. The reality is, is that if this joint is inflamed, you can't do jack. Nah. You just really. Put him in a boot and pray. Put him in a boot. Make him ice it, anti-inflammatory. Take the pressure off that area till it feels better. That's the treatment. Go sit on the beach and wear your boot there. But I drew a picture. Again, my pictures are not phenomenal because I'm a podiatrist. But <laughs> of what that big toe joint looks like and um, where it's inflamed with uh, turf toe. And I feel bad for A.G. Green. I feel so bad for him that I pray every day that he gets better. That's not for him. That's for you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not convince she's not that way. It's her player. That's why she feels bad. Dear baby Jesus. If he were Jesus. on my team, she would not want him to get better. Dear true baby Jesus, <laughs> please help A.J. Green get better and get me some big time points. Thank you. Amen. So Hallelujah. That's all I have for this week's uh, foot and ankle injury report. You got anything else? Nope, that's the whole kit and All right, well, I hope this helps. You can actually um, save this on your desktop. That's what I would do. If I was a fantasy football person, which I am now, <laughs> and you wanted just a quick reference of some of the injuries that no, affect but 22% of your fantasy football league, um, this might help you. Who to play, who to not. So remember, just to recap, we did plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendonitis, Achilles tendon rupture, ankle sprain, Ankle dislocation for our favorite RG3. Stress fractures, a ankle fractures, Liz Frank's injuries, and my guy, Turf Toe. Yeah, and I'm going to correct Dr. McGowan. Don't download to your desktop. Download the link. Click on it every single time you want to look because it helps our SEO zone. If you download it, we don't get any extra credit. So just download the link and click on it every time. It makes us look better on the internet. Oh, yeah, that's true. And if you could do it from a different computer Oh, that'd be time. even better. Different <laughs> computer, different location. Send it to your friends. Put it on your Facebook. All Whatever right. you want to do. Well, I got to fix up my lineup. <laughs> I'm Dr. Michelle McGowan. And I'm Dr. Tim Henney. And we are two pods. And a microphone. Good luck to everybody out there today.